welcome to Careful Consideration of Our Common Concerns. I'm Dr. Ted Noel. Today is the last business day before Christmas. And as we come into the holiday, let us remember the reason for the season. It seems that a large number of Americans have ceased to accept the idea that Christ is a meaningful figure in history. And we need to let them know, as the watchmen on the walls of Zion, that ignoring and rejecting him ultimately is not a good idea, and that there are many good things when we accept Christ. Uh, meanwhile, without going further into theology, let us consider a whole range of news items. And I'm going to start with COVID, since that's my key area, being a doctor. And we have a report from the Epoch Times, which is pointing out that there is a decision in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, that's federal court, that the White House cannot mandate COVID shots for federal contractors. And basically what that's saying is, if you have a contract to provide something for the federal government, then the contract can basically involve producing that something for the federal government. You have to obey the basic employment laws and so on, but the federal government cannot just throw in, oh, we're going to make you uh, do something special for public health or what we claim is public health. And it's way beyond the ability of the federal government to make that requirement as long as the widget that you're making for the federal government is, in fact, the widget that you are contracted to make. So it seems that Biden has been slapped on the hand again. But remember that Democrats simply do not care how many times they get slapped. They continue to push forward strictly with one purpose, total control. It's not that they want to control the government. It's they want to control everything. And remember, there was never a government regulation that a Democrat did not like. They have all been serious impediments to freedom. They have always cost money. They have always destroyed productivity. Remember, the sole purpose of the Democrat Party is to destroy. And that's why no one should let their friends vote Democrat. Moving along from the COVID shot, and the mandate. We have some other uh, COVID news. There are two studies that show that getting the shot is a bad thing. No, not that it doesn't do any good, but yes, it positively harms you. And the Cleveland Clinic has published one that says that the more times you get vaccinated, the more infections you're likely to get. And this all goes back to the fact that the COVID spike protein, the way it is coded in the mRNA vaccines, sets up a circumstance that suppresses interferon. Now, remember that interferon is one of the key chemicals in your blood that turns on immunity. Now, if we're going to get real technical, there are actually a whole family of interferons, but we use it in a generic sense and it's very clear that the quad GC codon, and if you want to go back and look at that, that's a paper by Peter McCullough and Susan Seneff, and 
Basically, they went through all the mechanisms, 64-page paper discussing proven mechanisms, and ultimately showed that there was nothing good that could come from it. And this paper from Cleveland Clinic repeats that information. It shows very clearly you get the shot, you're setting yourself up to get sick and maybe to die. In Israel, we have a new study showing that there is a very strong correlation between the rollout of vaccines and the spike in cardiovascular emergencies. Now, you've all heard about these athletes who keel over dead on the field, and there have been literally thousands of them. We've had a comedian who just, she was bragging about getting the shot, and the next thing you know, she just falls flat on her back, totally unprotected fall. I mean, it was gone city right then and there. And we can go on and on. There are literally many thousands of these cases, including many physicians who promoted the shot, got the shot, and then keeled over from myocarditis or a severe stroke. And the reason is really very simple. The spike protein causes horrible clots. And we've seen that again and again. And now we are starting to see autopsy evidence that's proving that there is a direct correlation between the shot and an interesting form of myocarditis. So stay tuned. We're going to have more and more on this. And the bottom line is that this is a horrible thing. And fortunately, the Florida State Supreme Court has granted Governor DeSantis the right to call a statewide grand jury to investigate, drumroll please, Lord Fauci and all of the people related to him, including the drug companies, for criminal acts related to the so-called vaccine. They are not vaccines. They never were vaccines. And please don't call them that, because guess what? They aren't good for you. And once again, should you decide you want to read more, go get that paper by Peter McCullough, and then go look. And the McCullough paper, what you want to look for is a term in your search, quad, U-A-D, G-C, codon, C-O-D-O-N, and you'll find it fairly quickly. Unless, of course, Google has decided to prevent that search item from being found in which case you may need to go to DuckDuckGo or StartPage or one of the other non-censoring search engines. So that's enough for the COVID. Let's look at something else related to so-called public health. You may recall that the CDC has done some studies on defensive gun use. Now, what really got them going was a paper by Florida State University researcher uh, Kleck, I've forgotten his first name, K-L-E-K is his last name, and he did a large survey which found that between one and three million times a year, civilians use firearms to deter crime, usually without ever firing the gun. Many times it would be presenting the gun and the bad guy runs away or the bad guy surrenders, that kind of thing. And that's a huge amount of lives saved. Let us suppose that a million 
uses only results in 10,000 lives saved. That's one life saved per 100 uses. Well, guess what? That's 10,000 to 30,000 lives saved by defensive gun use. Now, the likely number is much higher than that. In fact, we could suggest that the defensive gun use is enough to save far more lives than are lost due to misuse of firearms. But let that, all that as it may be, the CDC saw fit to repeat the study, and their intention was to discredit Gary Kleck. Well, it turned out they didn't discredit him at all. They figured out exactly what he figured out that defensive gun use runs between 1 and 3 million times a year in the American population. Well, that's really not the story that they wanted to have told. So they buried the study and they did it again. And they got the same result again. Well, you know, their left-wing outfit, even though in theory they are a public health outfit, and so after burying it twice... Pro-gun researchers were digging through CDC data and discovered these da- the studies, pulled up all of the data, because all of this information was in searchable databases at the CDC. They pulled them up, copied the entire database, copied the commentary, copied everything, so nobody could argue that it wasn't there. And then they talked about it. And John Lott, I believe, was the researcher who found it, And he wrote about it. CDC didn't comment. CDC said, no, no, we're just not going to go there. And then within the last couple of weeks, the CDC decided to delete the study, or both of the studies. It's just, it's not there anymore. You can't find it. What did they do? They removed something that was politically, shall we say, embarrassing because the position of the CDC is a gun should be outlawed. And they like to say that Kleck's study is debunked. Anytime you hear a leftist say something is debunked, count on it being true, not debunked. Because what they've always done is tried to use words to change meaning of what they're saying, and they've tried to change the meaning of the words, and on and on and on. And with firearms... The word assault weapon is a classic. It was created as a public slander against any gun that had appearance features they didn't like. And so an AR-15, in their parlance, is an assault rifle. Well, the term assault rifle is defined by the military. And the first one of them was the German Sturmgewehr 44, which appeared late in World War II, and essentially it is a medium-caliber weapon. As I recall, the STG-44 used 8mm Mauser, and it is designed where it can fire a single shot, or with the change of a selector, it can fire fully automatic. And that was the STG-44. When the AR-15 was introduced, it was semi-automatic, and it was presented to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms predecessor agency, along with a fully automatic capable M16. Externally, the two guns look almost identical. The difference is in a selector switch externally. 
And they said, we want you to go through these and identify whether this one is, you know, fully automatic or not. And BATF's predecessor agency said, no, it's not. It is a semi-automatic rifle, and that's the end of the story. So we already have a government agency that said, no, it's not a bad boy. And so there we go. Uh, the CDC is trying to be political once again on firearms. Our last little bit obviously has to go to the election in Arizona. And you may recall that the judge threw out eight of the ten counts that Carrie Lake presented in her claim for relief. And one he threw out was the signature matching. And this is really, I think the judge got this wrong. But the signatures that are supposedly being matched, one, they're being done by an agency that's not supposed to do it. Two, they're being done slapdash so that no signature is the same as a perfect signature. And so they're simply let on through. And the judge said, you have committed a latches. Now, spelled L-A-C-H-E-S. It's a legal term that says you've let it go on long enough that you have given up any opportunity to claim relief. You've just got to let it go because you, by not doing anything any sooner, you've said it's okay. And so he threw out the claim on signature matching. But back in April, Harry Lake sued on signature matching long before the election. And they threw it out because it wasn't ripe. So she's caught in a catch-22, and I think the judge got it wrong this time. In any case, the latest information we have on her lawsuit in Arizona is that her 17,000-vote loss was tainted because there were a huge number of printers, ballot printers, 511 of them, that were fed paper that was the wrong size which changed the scaling of the ballot, which changed the ability of the ballot reader to read it. And it totally bollocked up the works. It sabotaged the election. And 93% of the districts where it was sabotaged were deep red districts. So we have a huge number of people who simply couldn't spend hours in line to watch people fumble give bad advice, put ballots in boxes where they shouldn't go, and so on. And ultimately, it was far larger in number than the 17,000 she's claiming. On top of that, he allowed her to follow a claim showing that over a quarter of a million ballots had no proper chain of custody, so that when they actually came into the counting centers... Nobody could say that this came from here, came from there. The local precincts didn't say we had 3,050 ballots. They didn't count their ballots. That's by law. They're supposed to do that, create a tally so you know how many ballots. Well, if you didn't count your ballots and we bring boxes in, somebody else can slide a box in that's all Democrat ballots or three boxes, and nobody will be wiser because you have simply failed to follow the law Well, the judge is allowing that claim to continue. Now, the latest information I have has to do with current testimony. We already know these parts of the claims, but the election director for Maricopa County, that's Phoenix, admitted 
that the printers were changed in those districts. He admitted it on the stand. That is a deliberate act. And the change of printer is what caused the ballot snafu. So all of a sudden, we have an uncontroverted, admitted change contrary to law, which has probably wiped out 50 or 100,000 votes for Kerry Lake. And as we look at it, now let's go to look at the attorney general race with Abe Hamade, where he lost by 511 votes. It looks like his case is very strong. It's even stronger than Lake's case. And even with the eight counts thrown out, it's very clear that we have an election in Arizona that is tainted by demonstrated fraud, or at least malfeasance. Now, let's look at the difference between the two. Fraud is intentional harm. Malfeasance means you just simply screwed up your job. And when this director of elections said, yes, those printers were changed, and we had the wrong length paper in them, that is fraud, because it points out there was a deliberate change, and it happened the night before the in-person election. That means that all of these votes were simply lost because they weren't allowed to be counted. And a vote that's not allowed to be counted is just as bad as a vote that is overturned, or I should say wiped out by a fraudulent vote. Both of them are deadly to our elections, and we need secure elections to be able to have a republic. We can't fix this. There's no fixing anything. And my assessment is that this judge will find himself with no option but to simply declare the election void and require that it be redone where all election procedures are properly followed. That would be a really good result. And my bet is that Abe Hamadi and Harry Lake will be elected and assume office in place of the Democrats who have one purpose, and as I said, that is to destroy. Until next time, the message is what matters. I'm Dr. Ted Noel.